Brought to you by Marker Cabono, President, National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want. Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Monday, April 5, 2021, and this is presidential release number 504. It is the one year anniversary of the live presidential release, and uh, it's great to be together with all of you again. Today is a special day in many ways for the National Federation of the Blind here at our Jernigan Institute. Thanks to our Maryland affiliate and our Greater Baltimore chapter, we hosted a vaccine clinic for the COVID-19 vaccine. So I got my shot, my right arm here, and uh, as did uh, most of our staff and many of the members from the uh, Baltimore area, about 150 shots distributed. We'll be back on May 3rd for shot two, but we're pretty excited that uh, uh, we were able to um, make the vaccine happen here. So it's a great day in that regard. I do encourage you to, to get the vaccine if you um, wish to do so. And I encourage our affiliates and chapters to help workout opportunities for that to happen. I wanna use this as an opportunity to remind you that you should share your experiences about accessing COVID-19 vaccines and testing on our website. We are gathering information through a survey that you can find. It'll take you 15 minutes maybe to fill out the survey, but we need uh, you to share your experiences. And I'm pleased to announce that um, very soon, we'll be distributing information to our affiliate presidents about uh, another partnership with the Lyft to help break down the transportation barrier to people going to seek vaccines. Lyft will be partnering with the National Federation of the Blind to provide ride credits for people to go to vaccine testing sites. So we are truly tackling the barriers to COVID-19 vaccinations in all sorts of ways, and you will be hearing more about that very soon. Uh, speaking of breaking barriers, we heard a little teaser here before the presidential release about our partnership with Cruz to support uh, a member of ours, Dan Parker, in his quest to break the Guinness World Record for fastest car driven blindfolded. And I think this is pretty cool. The Guinness World Record is um, not a blind record. Uh, it's a record for somebody driving blindfolded and the record uh, is held by a blind person and Dan's gonna seek to break it, a blind person breaking the record. I think it might be that uh, sighted drivers aren't gutsy enough to try it, I don't know. But um, we're pleased to be working with Cruz, the National Federation of the Blind and Cruz together to support uh, Dan's Guinness World Record attempt, and we're leveraging this as an opportunity to talk about the many ways that we shatter expectations every day in the National Federation of the Blind. Dan is a blind person who is a graduate of the Louisiana Center for the Blind, and he will be 
representing the Federation in so many dynamic ways, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to learning more about that as that goes forward. I'm sure we'll be talking about it again very soon. I want to give you a little legislative update about our Access Technology Affordability Act, H.R. 431 has 71 co-sponsors in the House of Representatives, and S212 has 15 co-sponsors in the United States Senate. We need to keep calling on members of Congress, emailing members of Congress to get support for the Access Technology Affordability Act. We are confident we can get this bill through Congress if we keep the pressure on, so please do so. Besides our legislative work, there's a number of other things happening as the government continues to uh, move new initiatives forward. We recently commented on some frequently asked questions that were released by the Department of Education around competitive integrated employment. The Rehabilitation Services Administration uh, released a number of questions and sought feedback on them, and so we posted a letter to our website that we have sent to RSA in response to those comments. You can find that letter as well as other policy statements we've made on the policy statements section of nfb.org. Now you have likely heard a lot about the For the People Act uh, in Congress. This is HR1 or S1. The for the People Act did, uh, of 2021 did pass the House of Representatives, and the Senate is now considering the nearly identical companion bill, which was introduced in the Senate, S-1. This bill has a couple of key areas that are of concern to the National Federation of the Blind. In fact, we oppose them because they diminish voting accessibility for blind people. And so on April 1st, just last week, we sent our concerns in a letter to Senator Klobuchar of Minnesota. She's chair of the Committee on Rules and Administration in the Senate. And Senator Merkley, who is the bill's sponsor, and we asked that they consider amending the bill to protect the voting rights of blind citizens and especially to protect the accessibility provisions that are already built into the Help America Vote Act and the victories that we have won in the courts using the Americans with Disabilities Act. You can find that letter again, on the policy statements section of our website. We need our affiliates, our members, to um, leverage this letter to get members of the United States Senate to pay attention to these concerns and to urge the relevant committee to amend the bill. Now, we wrote this letter to Senator Klobuchar and Senator Merkley, but we copied it and uh, sent it around to every senator in the United States Senate, so they have received it. We need our members now to raise the concern, call it to their attention, let them know they've received the letter, let them know that uh, you back the National Federation of the Blind and these concerns, 
and that you want uh, strong voting protections for blind people to continue going forward. We would also encourage you to set up meetings with your senator's offices to talk to them about the letter and urge them to get their colleagues in the Senate to support amendments uh, as we call for in the letter. If you set up meetings with your senators, I would ask you to invite Jeff Kalock from our team here to those meetings. He can help support your advocacy work. You can reach Jeff via email. That's J-K-A-L-O-C at nfb.org. Please invite uh, Jeff to be part of those meetings and please put the pressure on the members of the United States Senate. We will be having some legislative alerts. This uh, is a very dynamic situation, continues to unfold. And so please watch for those legislative alerts as the month of April goes forward. I do want to talk about the ongoing work of our survivor-led task force, and I continue to appreciate the work that our survivor-led task force is doing to mobilize members of the Federation around a number of key strategic conversations to make our organization uh, the safest and most supportive it can be. Now, about a week ago or 10 days ago or so, we started training with RAIN for all of our uh, affiliate national leaders. That training uh, started on March 23rd, and we've already trained well over 250 of our members, and that will be happening throughout the month of April. One of the other things that we are currently doing is taking a, a deep dive into our code of conduct processes, working with RAIN, and figuring out how we can strengthen them, especially to support survivors and make sure that we address incidents within the organization most appropriately. Our task force will be having two open calls this month to uh, review the frequently asked questions around our code of conduct. Those were posted last month and to receive feedback from members about the code and processes and things that the members of the Federation would like to uh, have in our code of conduct processes going forward. So I wanna call those to your attention and encourage you to participate. Those are gonna happen on Thursday, April 15, or on Sunday, April 18 from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Those two calls, and, and they're the same, so you only need to attend one. The first hour will be dedicated to reviewing the frequently asked questions and code of conduct, and the second hour to receiving feedback. You can go to nfb.org survivors to get more information about those calls. And a reminder that you can go to nfb.org slash code of conduct to find our code as well as our frequently asked questions. Our work alongside and being led by our survivor-led task force continues. Uh, you will hear more about initiatives that are coming up as we get to the national convention. We've already put a number of things in place thanks to the task force and 
It has made a tremendous difference in both the code of conduct rulings that we are offering in, in addressing complaints, but also in how we're planning to train our leaders and create uh, an improved culture around sexual misconduct prevention, as well as consent and um, stimulating conversations within our organization about what else we need to do as a movement to be as safe and supportive as possible in empowering blind people across the country. Now, there's a number of other things to talk about, including our national convention, but I want to take a moment to uh, introduce you to a member of the Federation that you may not yet know. And I'm really excited about this opportunity because it represents a new aspect of building our organization. Um, recently, some members of the Federation have applied to the Office of the President to establish an official group under the Federation to bring blind Muslims together within our organization. And I'm really excited that this group is coming together. We're officially announcing it for the first time this evening, but it's been uh, meeting informally for some time. So here to talk about our new Blind Muslims group from the great state of Arizona is Tasneem Ashuli. Tasneem, are you out there? Yes, I am. Great to hear your voice. Welcome. Thank you so much. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to everyone. Peace, mercy, and blessings be unto all. Thank you, Mr. President, for giving me the space to introduce the NFB Muslim group. And thanks to you and to your team for your overall support. Good evening, everyone. My name is Tasneem Al-Shuli. I am the chair of the NFB Muslims group, and I also serve as the treasurer for the NFB of Arizona Student Division, as well as an active member in the National Federation of the Blind of Arizona Tucson chapter. I was one of the NFB of Arizona NFB um, scholarship winners in 2018, as well as the NFB of Arizona um, State Scholarship winner in 2017. So you might have heard of my name like a long time ago. <laughs> During my participation in the NFB, I met a lot of uh, several beautiful NFB members who are Muslims, and we all agreed that it's about time that we create a group within the Federation that is representative of our identities as Muslims and to be recognized and included in the spaces and discussions related to the NFB. The NFB uh, Muslim group was officially established during the week of March 8th uh, of this year in 2021. The purpose is um, to provide advocacy and education related to challenges and opportunities unique to blind Muslims to change negative perceptions about Islam in the blindness spaces related to service animals and other areas to increase access and information in an accessible formats for blind Muslims, such as Braille Qurans and informational texts, and to serve as mentors and support as one, number, one another. Our group membership is very diverse and members are from very all over the world living in the United States and Canada with various experiences and backgrounds. Our group is currently working on agenda to push for more recognition, inclusion, and equitable policies within our federation. 
for blind Muslims NFP members um, under the Federation. Um, we also established um, a listserv and everyone is welcome to subscribe. The NFP um, listserv is nfb-muslims at nfbnet.org. That is nfb-muslims at nfb.org. Um, and I'll post the information to our group in the chat as well. Um, the listserv is used to share um, resources, news, and dates of uh, our meetings. We meet um, every week on Sundays at 3 p.m. Arizona time on Zoom, and we welcome anyone who is interested. Um, you're also welcome to email the listserv or contact me directly at tasneem.shuli at gmail.com, T-A-S-N-I-M dot S-H-U-L-I at gmail.com. Anytime for more information, resources, or anything else related to our group, I'm also excited to share that we'll, there will be an article in the Braille Monitor in the main, May issue um, next month about my experiences being a blind Muslim um, NFB member and how the NFB Muslim group came uh, to be. So please keep a lookout for that. And I would love, love to know your thoughts about it and reach out to me if you have any questions. Before I conclude, I would like to wish everyone Ramadan Mubarak, blessed Ramadan to all. And this, breath, this blessed month is upon us and will begin next week. It is a time of blessings, mercy, reflection, worshiping God, our creator, prayer, fasting, connectedness, charity, good actions, and definitely good interactions. May God give us what is good in this life and what is good in the hereafter. May God bless our health, our time, our wealth, and loved ones and ourselves. Thank you to everyone, and peace be with you all. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you very much, and blessed Ramadan to you. I appreciate uh, your being with us, and I'm really excited about this new group in the Federation. I think it's going to be a great resource, and it's going to um, really make a difference in helping to create those connections within our movement. So thank you to our members for spearheading this new effort. Uh, Maurice Pere is coordinator of career mentoring programs here at the NFB Jernigan Institute, and he has sent a note which says affiliate leaders interested in learning more about developing a mentoring program in your state, uh, especially around the philosophy of the National Federation of the Blind, are cordially invited to join a seminar on this topic on Wednesday, April 14, from 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern to hear from a dynamic panel of individuals who will discuss this topic and really all things NFB mentoring programs and how to develop an NFB affiliate mentoring program in your local community, followed by questions and answers. For more information, you can contact Maurice by sending an email to him at m-p-e-r-e-t at nfb.org or by phone at our main number 410-659-9314, extension 2350. The meeting will be held via Zoom, 
And in case you would like it now, the meeting ID will be 845-190-5685. Encourage affiliates to join that. Also, our Center for Non-Visual Access, Excellence in Non-Visual Access, is offering a number of trainings this month. On Wednesday, April 14, at 1 p.m., we'll be hosting a seminar on, it's a, actually, it's a half-day webinar providing uh, information and in-depth instruction on web accessibility testing. And so this is an important topic, one o'clock that day. And on Tuesday, April 27, at 2 p.m. Eastern, we'll have an accessibility boutique about Google Workspace, formerly known as G Suite. So those are just two offerings happening this month from our Center of Excellence team. You can visit the CENA homepage at nfb.org C-E-N-A for more information and to register for those events. It is free to register, so I would encourage you to check those trainings out and keep up with our Center of Excellence team. There'll be more technology training and topics coming in the future, and if there's things you're interested in, please reach out to our Access Technology team here. Now, I promised you we would talk about our national convention, and our national convention is being hosted this year. Uh, virtually by our Maryland affiliate. So here is an announcement from the National Federation of the Blind of Maryland. Good evening, fellow Federationists. My name is Ronza Othman. My pronouns are she, her, and I have the privilege of serving as president of the National Federation of the Blind of Maryland. The Maryland affiliate is thrilled to be serving as the host of the 2021 Annual Convention of the National Federation of the Blind anywhere and everywhere from July 6th through 10th. No doubt this will be our biggest and best convention so far. We have a lot of exciting things planned, including tours, entertainment, and much, much more. We will be sharing information about these activities in the coming weeks and think you will be just as excited as we are. Today, we wanted to highlight some of Maryland's important features and how they relate to our convention. We're also holding a contest. The first person to correctly identify both the speakers and the music in the piece we're about to share will win a prize from the Maryland affiliate. If you can identify all of the speakers and the songs we're about to play, please either send an email to president at nfbmd.org or call or text 443-426-4110. Again, you can email president at nfbmd.org or call or text 443-426-4110. I'll give you a hint. There are five musical pieces and six speakers. We can't wait to see you all anywhere and everywhere at the NFB National Convention this July. Mark Riccobono will preside over the 2021 virtual convention at the Jernigan Institute. 
which is approximately two miles away from the Baltimore Harbor and Fort McHenry. On September 14, 1814, Francis Scott Key was inspired to write his poem, The Star-Spangled Banner, after witnessing the British bombardment of Fort McHenry because our flag was still there. You too will be inspired by events at the National Convention. As they say in Baltimore, hun, you can go down to ocean later. You cannot miss the National Convention from July 6th to the 10th. The Preakness Stakes, the middle crown of the triple crown of horse racing, takes place in Baltimore, Maryland. You may be a winner of door prizes if you register today by going to nfb.org slash registration. Leave the starting gate and mail your prizes to the National Federation of the Blind, 200 East Wells Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21230 Attention Fiscal Services, Slash DP, which of course stands for door prizes. Well, the man said, you know, I'm from Maryland, and them crabs is what I'm itching for. Don't you know? Crabs for Christmas in July in Old Baltimore. Bring your appetite to the National Convention. You can graze from committee meetings, division offerings, general presentations, and more. At the end of the convention, you will be full of valuable information. As the song says, Good morning, Baltimore. Every day is an open door. Every day will be an open door at the National Convention. Your dreams may become a reality, as Tracy's did in the hit Broadway musical Hairspray, set in Baltimore. Make sure you have your hairspray for the banquet on July 10th. The theme of our national convention is Stronger Together transforming and unifying our future. Annapolis, Maryland is the home of the U.S. Naval Academy. Strength and unity are core values of our armed forces. Attention, all hands on deck aboard the Good Ship National Convention and let's salute the National Federation of the Blind. All right, thank you to our Maryland affiliate, I'm really excited about this year's national convention. You know, there's advantages to tuning into the presidential release live because you get in on the contest early, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure anybody's going to get all of those. Uh, I think pe some people might need to hear it again. So if you're not hearing this live, you, you might have a shot, but you would have had a better one if you were here live. Uh, really excited about our Maryland uh, affiliate hosting this year's convention. I want to talk with you briefly about the honor roll call during this year's convention. This is a time when we recognize gifts from affiliates, national divisions, or groups, make donations to uh, 
our national movement to fund those critical funds that help to mobilize the work that we do in the Federation, those being the Kenneth Jernigan Fund that supports our first-time convention goers, the Jacobus Tenbrook Memorial Fund that helps to support our national headquarters property, the Sun Fund, which is our rainy day fund in the Federation, and the White Cane Fund, which are general contributions, general donations that allow us to show up in all the places where we need to because those dollars are not restricted. Oftentimes, chapters and local divisions will support uh, the contributions that affiliates uh, dedicate to the honor roll call. So I'm calling on affiliates, national divisions, and groups to get ready to declare your contributions for the 2021 National Convention Roll Call. Starting May 1, we will start accepting uh, both contributions or pledges for our 2021 Convention Honor Roll Call. Uh, affiliates or national divisions or groups that wish to participate, and we would like all of our affiliates and divisions and groups represented, you should send an email to rollcall at nfb.org and uh, let our team know what your contribution will be and to which funds. So you need to tell us what organization you're representing, which affiliate or national division, for example, and how much you'll be contributing to each of the funds and uh, when we might expect the check to be in the mail. <laughs> We will ask affiliates and divisions to um, get checks to us by August 1st, if at all possible, but certainly before the end of the year. But if you want to email starting May 1st with what your pledge is, we'd like to know that. If we get that information from you, we will post it during our national convention. So we need to hear from you by July 5, no later than July 5, with what your contributions will be. And we will post the honor roll call details on our convention page. You don't wanna be left out. And more importantly, you don't want the Federation and our programs and our work going forward to be left out last year. I wanna again thank our affiliates, divisions, groups that made contributions. It made a huge difference. Uh, the money that we brought in for our honor roll call in 2020. We can do even better and need to do better in 2021 because we're doing so much more. Now, if you want to send your checks, you can make them payable to the National Federation of the Blind uh, as appropriate or to the Jacobus Tenbrook Fund for that fund and make sure to send them to us. Put honor roll call in the memo line of your contribution and know what fund it's for. If you want to put a note in the envelope, that's great. Send it to us at 200 East Wells Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21230, and mark it to the attention of Fiscal Services-Roll Call. I hope all of our affiliates, national divisions, and groups will be represented in our roll call with contributions. Now, you heard uh, somebody in that announcement, I won't give it away, uh, mentioned door prizes. Well, we will have door prizes, and we're 
uh, continuing to evolve our door prize team. And so I want to introduce here to talk about the newest member of our door prize team. Tonight, I'm going to introduce to you uh, bonus Bennett Prouse, who's going to introduce our newest door prize team member. So Bennett, are you out there? Let's see if my media, if I'm muted. Am I there you I'm are. Still? There you are. Welcome. Oh, you can hear me now. Okay, good. <clears throat> I'm glad to hear it. Sometimes I don't know whether I'm mute or not, but I'm always talking, so it doesn't matter. I'm here, and I want you to know you're absolutely right. Some uh, one, of this, one of those anonymous speakers that we're supposed to identify in the contest did talk about how to get door prizes to the national office. We'll do that in just a few minutes. But I, it, I have an opportunity right now that, that I'm very glad to have, and that is to introduce a new person to the team that works on door prizes. Um, Kenya Flores, Kenya Flores, I'm sorry, Kenya Flores is currently a student at the Louisiana Center for the Blind. And Kenya, are you with us? Yes, sir, I am. Excellent. Well, welcome to the to the team. Uh, it is, uh, we are under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, sure, we love giving away prices and I think you'll, you'll be a, a good uh, addition to us. Give us a little bit, quick, uh, a little bit of your background. Sounds great. Uh, so like Bennett said, I am super excited to be working with Diane and Bennett this year um, as a part of the door prize team. I'm currently a student at the Louisiana Center for the Blind in Ruston, and I also have the pleasure of serving as first vice president of the National Association of Blind Students. So we've got students in this group and that's wonderful. Uh, we're certainly glad to have you with us and thank you very much for being here. And Diane is not going away. Diane is, is now, I consider her my senior advisor for door prizes. So if I have any questions or I have any dilemmas, she's gonna be the first to advise on how to resolve those issues. So she's with us still. Now, speaking Absolutely. of students and money and everything else, we are really looking for cash donations. Uh, you can you can send cash donations to us uh, from the divisions, affiliates, chapters, committees, groups, individuals, as as, as much as you want, and door prizes. And they go to uh, that. We're ready to receive those uh, prize donations right now at the National Center. You can write checks to NFB or to the National Federation of the Blind, and include the the word door prize in the memo section so that we know that that's what it's for. And that's the way that the, the, the uh, fiscal services people, our wonderful staff back there who's done such an excellent job in the last couple of years with these virtual door prize, I mean the conventions and door prizes have done such a great job and they'll do it again as long as we have everything marked and it's all taken care of. Mail the checks and um, door prize gift cards, et cetera, to 200 East Wells Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21230, attention fiscal services slash DP, that is door prize. And that way it'll get there. Then please send an email too to let them know that, that something's coming. Send it to prize at nfb.org and be sure to list how much is being sent or what's being sent and the name of the, the correct name of the organization so we can recognize that on our uh, webpage that has acknowledgements, the acknowledgement webpage. So we're looking forward to a great summer of door prize activity. And I think everybody likes them and particularly students, right? Right, Kenya? Absolutely. Yeah. And since there's money involved, students need it. So we'll, we'll see what we can do this summer. 
There we are, Mr. President. Thank you very much, Bennett, and welcome to the keeper of the prizes, Kenya. Uh, really glad to have you aboard the team. And uh, Kenya, you know, the, um, now that you're aboard on the team, I just want to let you know I won my last door prize, what will be six years ago, and that was my 20th convention. So, you know, six is a good number. So, you know, keep a watch out for my name in case you want to pull it out there. I'm sure it won't well, help we may my pull it out. I'm sure yeah, exactly. I'm sure <laughs> it won't help my chances, but I thought it threw it in. I'll thanks, Bennett. Thanks, Kenya. And of course, uh, thanks to Diane, Door Prize Diane, for her continued work on our door prize. It's gonna be a great convention. So thanks for joining us on the release. A couple other convention announcements real quickly. We did post a PDF of our convention registration form for those that can't access the online registration or wish to have a printable version, or if you would like to print copies to deliver to people uh, in your chapter, or if you have people that don't have email addresses, you can fill out the fillable PDF for them and you can email it to us. So you can check that out at our convention page. Also, we will have resolutions, of course, at our convention, and if you register and are a member, and you register by May 31st, you can vote at the convention. One of the things you can vote on is resolutions, but you can also write resolutions. These are major policy statements of the organization. Sharon Manecki of Maryland is our resolutions chairperson, and she's been working with a committee of folks from our board of directors to sharpen our process of resolutions, especially in the virtual environment. There are a few changes I want to discuss with you about our resolutions process for this year. Our goal, according to the chairwoman, is to post draft resolutions. These are resolutions that the committee will consider in advance of the committee meeting so that all members can read them and the committee can read them in advance. Uh, they should be posted to our website. To accommodate this, uh, we are asking that resolutions be to the chairperson 30 days before the resolutions committee meeting. So this would be June 7, 2021, that resolutions will be due to Sharon. If you find that you missed the June 7 deadline, you can still have an opportunity to get a resolution submitted to the committee if you have the affirmative support of three members of the resolutions committee. And you'll have to uh, note that when you submit your resolution to the chair if it's after June 7. You can submit your resolutions by emailing resolutions at nfb.org. You can certainly ask questions there of Sharon Manecki as well, and you can also reach her via telephone at 410-715-9596. You can find all of our past resolutions on our website. It's always good to check and see if we have already had a resolution on a topic and to fully understand what we might be able to do about a situation before authoring a resolution. I know Sharon would love to talk to you and work through that with you to help guide you through the resolutions process. So thank you to Sharon and to our committee that's been looking at these issues. Write resolutions, talk about them, what our policy should be, 
and get them in by June 7 if you can. The Dreammaker Circle is our way of making an end-of-life commitment to funding the National Federation of the Blind. And in the last month, we've had a member join our Dreammaker Circle from Wilton, Connecticut. I'd like to welcome James Cronin of Connecticut to our Dreammaker Circle. Thank you for your commitment. I do have a number of Federation family notes to share with you here on this release. Michael Powell of, of Michigan, president of our Michigan affiliate, reports that in March we lost two longtime members of our Michigan affiliate who passed away. Um, the first is Adam Parker from our Detroit chapter and Denise Kennedy from our Wayne County chapter. Some of you who have been around a while and who attended our 2009 convention may remember Adam as he helped to manage hospitality at our 2009 National Convention in Detroit. Denise was a longtime member as well, passionate about Braille and a Braille transcriber. We're sorry to have lost them in the last month. From Florida, I'm sorry to report the passing of Carol Fizel, who was a board member of our Jacksonville chapter, longtime member, uh, brought many of her family members to the Federation as well. From Washington, Bennett Prouse, who we just heard from, reports the death of Doug Johnson, on March 18th. Uh, Doug was a longtime member of the NFB of Washington. He was well known for being very passionate about the Federation and will be missed in Washington. Dana Ard of Idaho uh, reports the passing of Katie Perney, who passed away on March 9 as a result of COVID-19 complications. Katie is the wife of Kevin Perney, who is the webmaster for the affiliate and an active member of our affiliate there in the Snake River Valley chapter. Also, I'm really sorry to have to let you know about the passing of Daniel Neely, who was 19 years old of Utah. He passed away over the weekend suddenly from complications from epilepsy. Daniel is the son of Jerry Neely, who I'm sure many Federationists know. The Neely family are all active members in our Weber Davis chapter, and Jerry is the vice president of that chapter. Also, uh, regret to have to let you know um, from Iowa, of the passing of Jim Witte, who passed away last week. Um, Jim Witte was uh, a member of the Federation who was really critical in the early development of what now we call structured discovery. His work at the Iowa Commission with Dr. Jernigan was really critical in developing what we know as common practice today, but for us, but it was very cutting edge at the time. So his contributions should be celebrated. And also out of Iowa, 
I regret to have to tell you of the passing of Michael Barber, who passed away on March 23rd. Uh, he served as our affiliate president. He served in many other capacities. He was very passionate about many things, but especially more recently medical device accessibility. Uh, I would urge you to keep his wife, Kim, in your thoughts and prayers. And certainly think about Mike every time you're working on our efforts to get accessible uh, medical equipment. I'd encourage you to keep all of these members, their families, their friends in your thoughts and prayers and to celebrate their contributions to our movement. I do have two joyous announcements here before we get to the end of the release. Rob and Debbie Hobson of Minnesota welcomed a daughter on January 19. This is Dorothy Claire Hobson, who was born weighing in at seven pounds, four ounces. And Dorothy Griffin of Georgia reports that Daryl Rutledge and Grace Dixon welcomed the birth of their daughter, Malaya Rutledge, born on March 24, 2021, weighing in at 6 pounds, 15 ounces, and measuring 20 inches long. I would encourage uh, you to join me in welcoming these two members, new members of the National Federation of the Blind. That's what I have for this presidential release. It was a lot of information. Uh, it speaks to the fact that there is a lot going on here in spring in the National Federation of the Blind. I'm really looking forward to us getting closer every day to the opportunity to have in-person meetings, conventions, but I am really continuing to enjoy uh, the tremendous innovative solutions that our members are finding to connect virtually and to make interesting programs happen. I know that's going to continue through our national convention. But here to close out our April presidential release and welcome spring in are some of our customary endings. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Fergabon and I'm going to tell you a joke. All right. What do losing college basketball teams get in the spring? Uh, what? March sadness. Aww. Hi, I'm Oriana Rickbone, and I'll be telling you a joke. Did you hear about that dirty Easter egg hunt? No, what about it? It was hosted by the Dust Bunny. Oh, I... Hello, my name is Dawson Riccobono. Bob didn't believe that Fred's dog could talk. So Fred asked his dog, what's on the top of a house? Roof, the dog barked. Bob wasn't convinced, so Fred asked the dog how sandpaper felt. Rough. He still wasn't convinced. Okay, who is the greatest baseball player of all time? Fred asked the dog. Roof. With that, Bob walked away, shaking his head in disbelief. The dog turned to Fred and asked, was it Hank Aaron? The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind. Office of the President at nfb.org, 410-659-9314, www.nfb.org. 
Let's Go Bill, the National Federation of the Blind. 